Good morning, everybody. Scott Michael Phelps Fleer is checking in. I did my first snorkel. First ever snorkel. Think about it. Where have I been? In the coal mines. Where have I been? Snorkeling for the first time in my life was done yesterday. And uh, it, was great. it was great. I loved it underwater. It's very peaceful as well, isn't it? Kind of swam out. With a snorkel, I'm right, and it's the breathing it is, because I've got a fear of swimming. It goes way back, way back. Things happen as a kid. Still influencing me when I go in the water, yeah? And I was like, fear. When we say, just do it, stop thinking about it. What we're saying is we need to stop thinking because thinking and fear are heavily linked. Thinking is fear because fear is a learned thing. The more we think about it, the fear, the bigger the fear gets. Can we speak away fear is the question. Can I talk myself out of fear? I think you can talk it down, but the only real way for it to completely disappear is to just do it, get in, and then you're in the moment and it goes. And that happened to me. I was in the moment, loving it, you know. Ooh, terrible, noise, terrible noise of water. I was like, you know, gracefully going through it. And then I get to the really deep end and I was like, oh my God, it's like three metres deep. And then I noticed when I thought that, the fear came in again and my breath's going, <laughs> I had to get, clo- go, go, get close to the rock, get close to the rock, <laughs> get close to the rock. And I was like, oh, see, look, see how quick it can happen. Because like, you know, fear can come really quick and it can change things. And that's because I let thought come in. I should have just been relaxing. But I kept the relaxation going. So it's a very good practice for me because I say to you guys, the fear and all this stuff, I talk about this stuff. And really, we've all got these fears. And we all experience them in essentially the same way. There's a, there's a thing that causes us to think about something and we then go through our learned experience, our past, and then it creeps in and then it kind of paralyzes us and and then we get scared and we don't know, we're like, I can't move. Why can't I do it? Why? Yeah, it's very, very, it's very interesting, actually. So it's been useful to um, kind of realise this this time round. And it's actually helped tremendously, actually. Like, the notice that my thoughts are just like these fraudulent things from the past and they don't actually have to influence me right now. Anyway, that's my spiel about snorkeling. And uh, I'm going to try and do it with turtles today now. I think there's turtles on the harbour. I need to hunt them down. Not really hunt them, I want to shake their hand, tickle their belly. <laughs> Hello, boy. How are you doing? Oh, I saw your, saw your cousin and half the other day. Yeah, saw two of them, actually. Um, one was in the Agora, one was in the Aristotle's, Aristotle's Lyceum. Those are the wise ones, are they? You're going to go and get taught by them soon. So, that's the plan today. But um, what I want to talk about as well is, like, I've been away now for uh, two, four, 16 days, so over two weeks, and my diet's not been the best compared to back home. My protein intake is probably half of what it is back home. Right? I'm not panicking about this. I look in the mirror. I'm not really looking like, oh, I'm changing every day. I'm looking at my body, and it's not really changing. It's the same. If anything, it looks slightly better because I'm eating lots more veggies, a lot of healthy oils, a lot of things I know make me feel full. For example, when I went to Lebanon back in the day to meet my uh, designer, Shadi, for rugby warfare, we had a week there doing all these new designs and stuff, and he took me around all the best places in Beirut, and all the foods were so... They were veg-heavy, but all these amazing oils and all this stuff, right? And I remember going to the gym over there, and I was like, wow, I feel pumped. Like, these are the best pumps I've ever had. I'm noticing it again in Greece, because I'm getting... A lot of these nice veggie foods, good oils and all this stuff. But my protein's not there. And there's, there's nothing much I can do about it. It's so easy to get protein in the UK. Like, guys, it's so easy. I, I went to a shop, yeah? Said pro, it said protein bar. I thought, yes. Protein bars, finally. Let me have a look. 15% protein, I said. Oh, okay, you're tricking me. 15% protein. Let me, what was the actual protein? I'm going to spam it. Went in the back of the bar. Looked at the nutritionals. 
guess how many grams of protein were in this bar, guys? Guess how many grams of protein were in this bar called Protein Bar? Five. I think there's more protein in a Mars bar. I think there's more protein in Snickers bar. I was disgusted. Disgusted by this. Walked out, stopped, tamping. Wishing I had clear away with me. Wishing I had turtle clear away. But I couldn't take turtle clear away with me. Because it looks like it's a bag of cocaine, doesn't it? It just does. I mean, I put that in my suitcase to get pulled. Where you guys, where you going there, boy? Oh, clear away, swear down. All right. But yeah, if you can, guys, please, take, you know, if you want to make it easy, take clear away with you. Put it in the water. Two scoops a day. 40 grams of protein. Happy days. If I had that, happy days. I'd be there. Protein intake would be nearly double what it is. And probably hitting 40, 50 grams. Anyway, here's a few things I've learned that can help. One, ask them to add protein to your meals. I know it sounds ridiculously stupid or simple, but I went to a really nice coffee place yesterday and I was like, oh, there's not much here. You do salads here, there's protein salads, so there's mango in there, whatever, quinoa, whatever it's called. I used to call it quinoa as a proper Welshman. Can I have some quinoa, please? <laughs> some quinoa. And... I was like, can I, can I just add a, can you add a chicken breast to this? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll ask. And he's like, yeah, they can add a chicken breast. I said, okay, just put an extra, I'll have a chicken breast, cut it up, boom. So I had a salad, then just added a chicken breast. Did it a few days ago, I was like, salad, I was like, can you add like three eggs to this? They were like, oh, weird. I was like, but it's not weird, is it? I just want three eggs on it. Simple, just add three eggs. <laughs> just make the salad. You've got loads of different salads there. One of them's got egg. I just want three eggs in that one. Okay, okay, we'll do it. So it's just simple. Just ask, you know, see what's on the menu. Just add it to your meals. I don't know. Happy days. Boost my protein when I come. Second, don't beat yourself up if you can't get anything that's not with not much protein. Many nights here, I've had the intention of going out, have a high-protein meal if I can, still enjoy it, because, like, just because I pick something high-protein doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy the meal. I'm going out to a restaurant. They're cooking food for me. It's going to be nice, surely. I've had some terrible meals, but they should be nice. But I've never beat myself up. Once me and my friend were like, right, we're gonna have a, we had a good workout today. We've had an active day. We're gonna feel good and feeling on top of things. We've, let's get a good high protein meal. Went there, ended up having just cheese pasties, cheese pies, pies, um, these these fried things because they had literally nothing apart from that. And I didn't beat myself up over it. And that's a big part of this game. If you beat yourself up over it after this happened, the next day you're gonna cause stress. You are gonna create conflict and psychological stress. When you create psychological stress, it's the same stress as a physical stress. So the body, the brain doesn't know the difference. So you will react in a stress response. The more your stress response is on, we know, causes water retention, causes impulsive decision making, right? It causes all sorts of problems. So we need to reduce our stress levels because that can help us reduce water retention. It can make us feel better on ourselves, it can reduce our appetite, because if you are chronically stressed, which is, you know, if we think about intermittent stress, five, six, seven times a day, turning it on, just because you're thinking about food, or thinking about worrying about food, guess what's going to happen? Your appetite's going to go up. That's what happens, that's what the science says about stress. So, the most important factor this entire journey for me is not to be stressed about food. Not to make food my enemy, not to make food a problem. And you might say, Scott, I don't want to think about food all the time. You think about food all the time anyway. Don't lie to me. You're like, oh, I don't want to think about food. You will think about food. So when it comes to thinking about food, let's not make it an automatic negative thing. We're thinking, oh, well, should I have this? Should I have that? Should I have this? We say, I'll try my best. I know what a moderate diet looks like. I know what eating in moderation is. I know that I eat too far and I regret it afterwards. Right? So what happens when we eat too much? 
we tend to eat too fast. And massively blimps. I do this all the time. Eat too fast. Comes to it, you're not feeling satisfied because you've eaten too fast. Then it comes dessert time and you feel hungry still. Instead of giving yourself and your body a few minutes, have a bit of water, we impulsively make it decision, yeah, I'll have a dessert. You have the dessert, you're still not satisfied, right? You're still, still not satisfied from the food. The desire keeps going, you want more. You walk down the shop, you see an ice cream shop, you get more ice cream. Still not satisfied. Later on, desire for eating goes down a bit. You haven't thought about it for a bit. And you think back, wow, I ate all, I wasn't full. That's my story. Happened to me the other night. Right? Ate food too fast. Needing more. I'll have dessert. Baklava. Happy days. Cheers, boy. Really nice. I'll baklava. Still hungry. Oh, walking to the car. Ice cream thing on the side. I'll have to get this. Three scoops of Bueno and Ferrero Rocher ice cream, please. Had that. Amazing. Still not full. I was like, wow. See how fast that happened? Didn't even think. In terms of rationally, I just impulsively made the decisions. And for me to rectify that, I've just been more aware and let myself digest the thoughts, digest the food, let myself settle for a bit. That's the answer there. And since noticing that, you know, I've done a lot better. I haven't been throwing myself at desserts and going for ice cream and stuff. I've been eating slowly. That's my main thing on a strip is eat more slowly, eat more mindfully, drink more water. It's made a huge difference to how much food I'm eating because I eat so fast. I inhale food. I don't chew. I'm trying, you know, that's because I'm not just. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because we're younger. You just eat food fast, and no one steals it. I think one thing that really comes in actually is I don't know if any of you had this. It was a really terrible thing that used to happen back in the village I'm from, or the villages. If you had a drink, yeah, it's horrible. Or food, it turned into as well. If you had a drink, right? Say you had a Coca Cola, and you went to the park, and someone shouted bones, right? That means that that person gets the last quarter of your drink. No questions asked. You have to give them the last quarter. Unless you say no bones. So every time you buy something, you've got to say no bones. Before someone says bones. And if someone says bones, you have to give them a quarter. Then they turn into food as well. They wanted your bones of the food. So they wanted a quarter of it. I remember once two boys had a fight over my bones. They said bones. And they said... <laughs> <laughs> I bought a drink, like Pepsi Max or whatever it was, into the park with football, and boys like, oh, Bones. And I said, oh. Then someone else said, no, I called Bones before you. And they're like, no, I called Bones. And they just literally had a fight, swinging punches over Bones. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone has played it. Maybe it's just a weird thing back in my back where I'm from. But, you know, that's, that kind of comes in. You know, you, you eat fast. You, do, you don't want anyone to have your food. And I think a lot of people have that, especially bigger families. You go through it. But it's the awareness of it that makes a difference, not letting yourself act like an animal, basically. Um, and then, yeah, so really it's try your best with protein. You can ask for more protein. I know it sounds obvious, but just do it. The menu, they're there, they're serving you. So you can ask for, you know, extra bit of portion of protein. Two, take Lee away if you can, right? Because it's going to help you massively. I wish I had it on me. It's helping you massively. Three, it's the stress that's the most important of all of this. If you can manage your stress levels away, not make food of our enemy, we'll have a much better time We'll react better to when we eat food and we won't overeat. For being aware of when we do tend to overeat and really bringing our mind into the now so that you don't act impulsively like I did one night. And you might do it. You might do one night, it might happen. But at least you don't turn it into something all the time. At least you're aware of it, right? And that's it. And that, this applies for holidays and weekends, right? It does. I just don't know why we make such a big deal of it. Who 
like who really who is who are we trying to impress who are we trying to look two pounds lighter for we just want to feel we surely it's just that we want to feel we want to feel better that's the like we want to feel good in holiday we want to feel good in general to feel good we need low stress levels to feel good we need to stop fighting ourselves right those are the main things you can you can feel good, your stress levels can be low, you can be eating moderately, right? You can feel good. And then someone does a comment about what you look like. And this can trigger a lot of things. This can trigger self-doubt. Oh my God, actually, do I look terrible? Oh my God, I do. I was feeling good though. I, feel, I felt like I looked okay, but obviously not. And then you can let that take us, they can make its own world out of those comments. Um, so that's something to look out for. But I think in general, we need to focus on Feeling good in the moment, feeling good with ourselves, not fighting ourselves all the time, trying to make better decisions. We are going to slip up. Happy days, though. You know, it's going to happen. Don't want to say about it. Just accept it and move on. Move on. Life isn't here to be fighting yourself over food. You're going to get 75 years old going, oh, my God, I wish I fought myself more over food. I wish I actually ruined more holidays thinking about food. That's what I wish I did. I wish I went in every holiday and moaned about food all the time and made it, made it terrible. <laughs> You know, imagine that's going to be us if we don't watch out. This is I am, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge as the three ghosts telling him he's got to change his ways or he's going to die early and he needs to be stop, stop being a greedy guy. This is me, one of the ghosts here, who's saying, stop making food, it's a problem all the time. Because when you get older, that time you squandered fighting about food, you're going to regret because they contain holidays and cause arguments because you feel terrible because you're not to make the most of weekends, holidays, days in general. So don't, this is the warning. We need to stop fighting ourselves over food. And it starts being in the moment, present moment. Cliché, isn't it? It's cliché. Being in the present moment. Being, what does that mean? What does it mean? So our thoughts will create the past and future. So our thoughts will create the past and create the future. That's how it works. So if we're always thinking, chances are, these not automatic thoughts are always trying to push us into worrying about what's happened before, Worrying about future events, and then that then our our story about those thoughts causes more thoughts and more fighting. So can we see the absurdity of all of it? That's what we need to do, and that's what awareness does. Is it's like a shining light on all that nonsense and going, wow, you are a you are a bunch, you are a. I don't want to swear in this podcast. I need to cut it down. Just a complete mess. Shine a torch in it. Boom! What a mess that is. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Let's leave it alone. That's really what we're doing. Boom, okay, that's a mess. Let's walk away. And that's what we do with all these thoughts we get. All this fighting and stuff. We go, oh boy, it's messy over there. And then you can walk away, in a sense, and not even get sucked into it. And that's your duty today. Don't get sucked into these vortex of poop, cack, thoughts. And on that note, I'm off. But this is your chance to think about what your one big thing is. Track your macros, maybe. Go for, a, go for a walk, batch cook some meals, write in the, the daily diary, message someone that you appreciate them. Um, I don't know, whatever it is, just get it done right now, in this moment, in this action, just go and do it. So messing about, get off your bed, wipe your eyes, oh, I'm tired, get up, <laughs> get up. And go for a walk or something, start your day with some energy, with some vigour, and then make a difference. But guys, I'm off to see some turtles, happy days, see you soon, ta -ra.